0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Transracial adoption is one of those topics where you kind of hope for a nice and neat storybook ending, but that's rarely what ends up happening. Journalist Erica Hayasaki probably knows that better than most. She's got a new nonfiction book out called Somewhere Sisters, and she tells the story of three women, two of whom are twin sisters, who take different routes to end up in the care of an affluent white family just outside of Chicago. Now, families adopting kids from so-called developing countries can often be seen as well-intentioned. But Hayasaki tells here and now's Deepa Fernandez that adoption doesn't necessarily give you a better life, just a different one.
1: A new book probes the difficulties of transracial adoption, as seen through the eyes of identical twin girls born in Vietnam in the late 1990s. One twin was adopted by a white American couple, the Solominis. They named her Isabella. The other twin was brought up by her maternal aunt in Vietnam, whose partner named her Ha. Ha and Isabella were eventually reunited in the United States, but struggled to feel a connection, having led such different lives. Journalist and professor Erika Hayasaki followed Isabella, Ha, and Isabella's adopted sister, Olivia, for five years. She tells their story in the new book, Somewhere Sisters, and she joins us now to talk about it. Erica, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's a fascinating story as it really takes on the eternal question of nature, nurture. Describe how each girl was raised.
0: Yeah, so they were born in Vietnam and Isabella grew up in a suburb of Chicago in a wealthier white family, along with her adopted sister Olivia, they grew up, you know, in this loving home with a, a lot of privilege and also struggles at times dealing with identity and racial issues. Ha grew up in a village in Vietnam, raised by two women, one of whom was her aunt. They um, raised her in an area that didn't have a lot of electricity or electricity was sporadic. There were storms at times that destroyed the villages. Um, She lived a simple life, but didn't really know that she was poor because she never went without food and she had a loving home as well. But the two of them, you know, they grew up on opposite ends of the world.
1: I felt like this story that you're telling Erica was such a page-turner Because even if you've never thought about nature-nurture, you really want to find out, did these girls reunite? Because she was taken, Isabella was taken and taken to America and raised, as you said, in this affluent suburb. Yet her mother, her adoptive mother, really, when she found out there was another twin, she really wanted to reunite these girls. And she began Mm -hmm. this mission to reunite these girls. And I think Mm -hmm. every part of me wanted it to be that, like, glorious Mm -hmm. reunion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there is an interesting point here because we think about reunions and twins being reunited in adoption, um, sometimes in this fairy tale narrative. But certainly um, this mother, Keely, took it upon herself to try to bring these girls together. And um, what everyone, I think, learned along the way, and I also learned while reporting this, is... That the process of reunion um, in adoption can be particularly painful and traumatic even, and bringing in you know constellations of family members from around the world that went beyond um, the two girls birth families and grandmothers and um so it it was much more complex and not this sort of linear narrative of you know reunion and then everybody lives happily ever after
1: mm. you know in some ways, I felt like you, you it, it almost feels like fiction because there were so many variables that got thrown into this story that, you know, not just from the polar opposite upbringings, but during the reunion process, you know, the the well-meaning Americans who are now trying to bring the other daughter, take her from her Vietnamese family and give her opportunities in America. It ends up happening, Um and, mm-hmm. and we, we don't know how it'll end because it's playing out in real life. But I wonder if there were, you know, s- s- you talked to, to all these people in the story for years. Was mm-hmm. there ever a moment where they had, that the Solomini family maybe had second thoughts of like, maybe this other twin would be better off left with her family in Vietnam?
0: There is a moment in the book with the adoptive mother because she does meet has adoptive mothers in Vietnam before the reunion ever happens between the twins. And she goes to this village and kind of anticipates that she would maybe bring this twin back to the US and they would live together happily ever after. And then realized how loving this family was that was raising the twin and and how painful that would be for this family. And I think kind of backed off for a while What happens with Ha is that she, um, at one point, decides for herself when she, you know, is kind of understanding what it means for her to reunite with her sister or to try to get an education, for example, in the U.S., and starts to begin to fight for that for herself. So it's also a very interesting dynamic and and moment.
1: It's also super fascinating to me the moment when Ha is in the United States and she's reunited with her twin sister and she gets thrown into her twin sister's life so she's attending the white Catholic school and exposed to her soccer-playing sisters and, and then she begins to realize that they're bullied. Life is not all beautiful for them and that they're struggling mm-hmm. with a lot of things mm-hmm. based on their identity, yet it was never conceived that... Isabella or her sister Olivia, who's also adopted from Vietnam, might ever go the other way and go to Vietnam, right? It was always mm-hmm. this one-way street of come from right. Vietnam to the United States.
0: Yeah, and that is such a, you know, it, it was such an interesting moment for her to to finally grow close to her sisters. Um, you know, she considers both Olivia and Isabella to be incredibly close to her as sisters. But yeah, to have these moments of realization when they would finally bond and talk and those bonding moments, which are quite moving, are around sharing their kind of experiences of bullying and, you know, and, and for Isabella too, you know, her upbringing sometimes that was um, challenging in certain ways. And there's even a moment, because the story goes on into even with pandemic, and anti-Asian hate incidents that were happening, which even happened with the twins walking down the street one day in Chicago, and they were verbally assaulted for being Asian. And, you know, Isabella felt this need to protect this sister who had never been exposed to that in Vietnam, you know? And it was one of these moments that's quite emotional hit home for me, and I think for a lot of people, this realization that life is... Hard here too, even with privilege and money. And,
1: mm. you know,
0: certainly these issues around identity are
1: challenging. How are they connected um, to their families in Vietnam today? They
0: are very close to Ro and Thuy, the couple that raised Ha, uh, incredibly close. Um, and their birth mother is still in the picture. Um, it has been definitely a more complicated relationship. And some of that has come down also to, you know, challenges um, with money, for example. And one of the saddest um,
1: parts that we learn early mm -hmm. in the book is that their birth mother, Lean, gave them away because of poverty, because she just didn't have the money to buy food and milk to raise them. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, you know, what lessons do you take away from it? Are both of these girls better off or... Maybe, you know, it had me thinking, should the Salamini mm-hmm. family have given Lean some money, all the money that they would take to raise this mm-hmm. girl and and have let her stay in Vietnam and be raised by her family?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard for, I think, all of us to think of, if I could rewind and go back and do all these things differently, would everything happen in a different way? One quote that stands out for me from adoptees that I've interviewed for this book is that adoption doesn't give you necessarily a better life, but it does give you a different life. The hope is that with this book, all of that complexity is something that you'll really be thinking about for a while (laughs) and questioning and considering, um, you know, the different ways that your life could go. But, um, you know, that's one of the themes of the book, I guess I should say, is nature and nurture have often been you know, is it the environment or is it your genes that make us who we are? And that's been this ongoing battle through history of science. There's, you know, we swing back and forth, nature, nurture, nature, nurture. What I've learned in the research is that, you know, it's a combination between of both, you know, there's an interplay between the environment and genes. And that's not so simple, just like many of the stories in this book. Uh, nothing is simple. It's not black or white. It's nuanced
1: and complex. And I hope through reading it that people understand that. Erika Hayasaki is the author of Somewhere Sisters, a story of adoption, identity, and the meaning of family. Erika Hayasaki, thank you. Thank you so much. To read an excerpt, go to hereandnow.org.